Thank you, Jesus. I, 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 you only have to open that up. Amen. I'm not preaching that. <laughs> this morning, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Ezra chapter 3. And the, and the Lord's going to have to help me. The Lord is going to have to help me, but I believe with all my heart this is what He wants me to speak this morning. I want to give you a second to get there, amen, because I want to look for something real quick here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He's worthy this morning. Amen. He's worthy. He's worthy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God, mighty God. Mighty God, mighty God. Oh, what a wonderful God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. He's wonderful today. He's worthy today. Thank you, Lord. You know... <clears throat> I want to read something to you, and and somebody, I'm going to just, where's Kevin at, amen, he's here somewhere, Wait, Kevin, there he is, back there in the back, amen, somebody find me that scripture about the Lamb's book of life and the book of Revelation, and uh, it's, I, I didn't study this, but, uh, but a very little bit here in Ezra, I'm going to do my very best this morning, there's a passage, and I want to uh, quote that at the end about us being written down in the Lamb's book of life. And so uh, uh, <clears throat> I want to read Ezra chapter 3, just uh, two verses here. Two verses. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry. Hold on here just a second. I'll get there. Amen. I'm sorry. Not chapter 3, chapter 6. The Bible says, let me pray first. Father, I just want to obey your voice. I want to do what you've asked of me to do. And Lord, today I just feel like that just with what we've experienced here as I was playing and singing, I just feel the direction, Lord, to go this direction. And Lord, I'm just going to take you at your word and, and, and by your spirit and quote what I do know, Lord. And I, I'm asking you to aid me and help me, Lord. And I trust you that you will. This morning, Lord, and I thank you, Father, for that. I ask your anointing and blessing upon this word and help me, God, today to convey and say what you want me to say. I trust you totally and completely in faith, God, without any notes, with nothing, God. But I believe you today in Jesus' name, and I thank you. Amen and amen. The Bible says in chapter 6, Then Darius, the king, made a decree. And search was made in the house of the rolls where the treasures were laid up in Babylon. And there was found at, 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 at Metha in the palace, that is in the province of the Medes, a roll. And therein was a record thus written. And what was written in that record? It was in the first year of Cyrus, the king, the same Cyrus the king that made a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Let the house be builded. He's talking about rebuilding the temple. 
the place where they offered sacrifices and let the foundations thereof be strongly laid, the height thereof three score cubits and the breadth thereof three score cubits with three rows of great stones and a row of new timber and let the expense be given out of the king's house and also let the golden and silver vessels of the house of God which Nebuchadnezzar took forth out of the temple which is at Jerusalem and brought unto Babylon be restored and brought again unto the temple which is at Jerusalem. Every one to his place and place them in the house of God. Now therefore, he says, Tatnai, governor, beyond the river, Shethar Bozani, and your companions, the Afarsashites, which are beyond the river, be ye far from thence. Let the work of this house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews build this house of God in his place. And the Bible says over in verse 13, Then Tatnai, governor on this side of the river, and Shethar Bazoni, and their companions, according to that which Darius the king had sent, so they did speedily. I just want to preach here for just a moment. And I want to take my... my my text this morning and, and, and preach on how that in verse 2 there was a roll and there was a record thus written on that roll. Now let me just share with you. If you've studied the Word of God, you know that, of course, and I've preached this a few weeks ago, I've been preaching this often, that, of course, the children of Israel were taken into captivity. They were taken into captivity for 70 years because of their sin against God. And they refused to follow after God and they allowed idolatry and all kinds of other things to come into the nation of Israel. And so God told them through Jeremiah, there's going to be a captivity that's going to come because you're not turning yourself unto God and worshiping the one true God. And it happened just like the prophet had said. We know for 70 years they were in, in captivity in Babylonian bondage. But at that 70 year mark, they started making their way back to Jerusalem. And God, through Ezra and through Nehemiah and through these different kings, you know, King Cyrus and King King Darius and King uh, uh, Artaxerxes, they all began to help. One king after another began to be risen up and God used them uh, to help aid Jerusalem being rebuilt and the nation of Israel to be rebuilt. And in the midst of that, in the midst of the rebuilding, Ezra, you can start reading at the first chapter and you're going to get to this sixth chapter. But before, and we, we preached on it here recently, you know out of chapter 3 and, and God began to do a work because God wants to rebuild God wants to restore that's what he wants to do but there came a point in time where these three governors these three leaders of the surrounding area there on the other side of the river if you read chapter 5 and chapter 4 of Ezra they came against the children of Israel to halt the work of God from being furthered and continuing on 
And they put a stop to it. And what they did was they sent letters to Darius and they said, don't you know the history of these Jews? Don't you know their history that Israel was a strong nation and it had walls around it and it had great kings and they began to, you know, defy the nations around them. They were a strong nation under King David. They were a strong nation under King Solomon. And and they sent these letters and they said, you need to be afraid of them. I know they may seem like that they're nothing. They may seem small. They may seem, oh my gosh, I'll get this thing loose. What they said is, they said, this nation will rise up again. And they will defy Babylon. They will defy the nations that have brought them under submission. And uh, they sent those letters, so Darius stopped the work in the previous chapters. But then there came a point in time where they began to respond and they said, check the record. There's a record that King Cyrus began to cause the rebuilding of it. One day God just dropped the thought in his mind and in his spirit and said, we're going to rebuild the kingdom and the nation of Israel and and Jerusalem and the temple. And, And God put that in him because God's the one that builds up nations and tears down nations. He's the one that's the builder and edifier fire of all things and what's so awesome is that you know reading this they continued to work even whenever the enemy came but there was this point in time and I read this last night where it says that 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 they begin to respond and say check the record check and see because it's written and the Bible says that it's written in the scroll look it up so Darius sent out people and I'm paraphrasing here but he sent out people to search out the known land at that time and somewhere in the middle of Iran, somewhere in that road, that pathway through Iran in that Persian Empire they began to find in some place they found a scroll that Cyrus had begun to decree and it was recorded by a scribe and they brought it and they said it's written. So Darius said I want you to know we found what was written. We found what was recorded. It was ordained by by King Cyrus and it's going to continue through King Darius. And he said, so start the work back up. And he said, you three governors, you back off. You hear me? You back off because God is going to continue this building. He's going to continue this work that he's doing. And as I read that, I thought, Lord, there's a lot of things that are written in the Word of God. There's a lot of things that are written in the Word of God and the word that is written is so powerful the Bible says that when Jesus came down amen from being baptized in the river Jordan the spirit of God came upon him he was driven by God into the wilderness and he fasted for 40 days and he was tempted in the wilderness and the devil came to him and the one thing that he said as he began to speak to begin to fight against the enemy The devil himself, Satan himself, was, it is written, amen. 
it is written and God spoke to me and he said we have to know the written word of God and we have to speak the written word of God because it's inspired by God it's straight from God's voice it's straight from his the breath in his lungs and it's straight from him and it has power power to cause light to be light power to cause the sun to exist and the moon to exist power for the stars to exist power for you and I to rise up and be a living soul amen he said it is written man shall not live by bread alone it is written thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God it is written amen are you hearing me you shall bow down to nobody but God because the enemy wants you and I to do a lot of things but don't let in the midst of temptation amen him come and tell you something revert back to him the word of God it is written so in your fight and warfare begin to speak to him the word of God speak to him the word of God Amen. There have been times I felt like, where is God? And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you to the very end. The scriptures, whenever I felt like God wouldn't forgive me anymore because I kept sinning the besetting sin and doing the same thing over and over and over again. And the devil said, God cannot forgive you. He will not forgive you. But the Lord said, read first John one and nine amen if you will confess your faults God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness so it is written it's written it's written in the word of God and you know what else it's written on the tablet of our heart oh the word of God is etched on our heart Aren't you thankful, amen, that it's there? Why is it written? Because He is the Word and He dwells in my heart. He sits on the throne of my heart. You know why you don't have confidence? He's not sitting on the throne of your heart. But when you've got the King of Kings sitting on the throne of your heart, you've got a confidence. It's written right here. The one who spoke it to be written is the one, amen, who's sitting on the throne of my heart. It's written. Almighty God, aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful today that it is written? And God spoke to me. And he said, not only did Jesus speak, it is written. Not only are you walking epistles, amen. But let me stay there for just a moment. You are walking epistles. You've got the word of God within you. And you can speak, amen. You can speak. I asked Sister Skiles because a bunch of them, they went, you know, even some from here. But the team went, our treasures on Friday night. And they went to the clubs. And they went, we had a worship service. It was beautiful. But one of the girls stood up and she began to pray as they had 
had that group prayer and that corporate prayer and she said you know what something keeps rising up within me amen that God split the Red Sea and he's going to split the Red Sea and cause us to go over on dry land without any difficulty he's going to hold at bay the devil back at his place amen and she, and, uh, she came in early in the morning I asked her how did outreach go she said the Lord split the Red Sea she said we had access into places we've never got in before the Lord opened the door we had access in there. God gave us access. There were managers and owners that came out that have never given us the time of day that stood there and talked to us. Amen. They stood there and talked to us. But places we've never got access. But God gave us favor. God split that Red Sea. He caused the biggest, baddest bouncers to stand there and keep their mouths shut. God knows how to shut the mouth of the lions, Raina. Because it's written. It's written here and it's spoken. Amen. It's not faith that you had. It's faith that he gave you. That's why he said if you believe in your heart, amen, confess with your mouth. Because if it's here, it'll come out. Amen. If it's here, it'll come out. Praise the Lord. Amen. Somebody say, your kids are rotten. They're never going to come to God. Oh, yes, me and my household shall be saved. Me and my household shall be saved. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've got a friend right now whose son is backslid, went deep in depravity and a terrible lifestyle. But as I was on the phone with her, she said, I've taught him everything I know. I've spoken for years. I've raised him up. And she said, God told me, you've said and done everything you can do now, step back and watch me work. Amen. Watch me work. Stand back and see the salvation of the Lord. Watch me move miraculously and powerfully. Just watch it happen. So she said, I'm not giving up. I'm not sitting down in passivity. But she said, I'm trusting God and he will come back to God. She said, I don't care if it's on his deathbed. I don't know how God's going to do it, but no matter what, whatever it takes, he's going to bring my son back to him. Because it's written. It's written. Your children will come back to God. They will come back to God. Oh, pastor, they're so far gone. Hey, there's breath, there's hope. Amen. They may be on their deathbed and say, Mom, Dad, tell me about God. Pray over me. Pray over me. And God will begin to awaken something in them. They may take their last breath, but they'll be in heaven. Don't you fret. It is written. We're walking epistles. Amen. As long as they know you've never changed. God's never changed. Don't you change what God's word says. 
Don't you make it contrary. Well, you know, their life, I don't care about their life. Their life is in sin. You're supposed to hold the banner high. You and I are supposed to hold the standard high. We're to live and say continually through our lives, Jesus is alive. Amen. He's alive. He's not changed. God's not nervous. He's not afraid. He's not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there's nothing that he cannot do for you and me. And the prayers we've spoken, they're written. They're written in heaven. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that those prayers, there's going to come a point in time when they're going to be released down here to this earth. And God is going to move miraculously. And what's so awesome is you see God move. And you think, my God, how did that happen? It's God's power. Amen. It's God's power. It is written. It is written. So Jesus said it is written. When God says it's written, it's written. When he puts it in your heart and he says it's written, it's written. See, the enemy wants to come and bring all kinds of condemnation and fear and questions. What about my salvation? Well, do you have you accepted the Lord as your Savior? Have you true? I'm asking that question. You have to ask yourself that question. Have I really accepted the Lord? Have I really surrendered everything unto Him? Ask yourself that question. If you can't answer that, how can you say it is written with the next thing I'm getting ready to say? And that is that the Bible says that at the end, all the books are going to be opened up. Amen. All the books are going to be opened up. Praise God. And whether you have a reward or not for what you've sacrificed to and given yourself to and the faithfulness of your life here upon this earth is going to be immaterial if your name ain't in the book. Amen. Do you hear me? Because even God, even Jesus said, on that day, on that day, oh, people in church don't like to hear this, but let me tell you something you're going to hear it today he said on that day there's going to be those that are going to say did we not cast out devils in your name did we not prophesy in your name did we not do all manner of good things in your name and he's going to say I never knew you so that from Jesus is a huge huge warning to us make sure that your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life you can't hope when I say hope, you can't just think, well, I hope it's there. You've got to know it's there. I had somebody in prison one time tell me, well, nobody knows if they're going to go to heaven or not. I said, you're wrong. I said, we can know in whom we have believed. We can have a confidence in whom we have believed that our name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. That's what he said. I don't want my name to be removed, but I want my name to be written down there. He said in his word, on that day, will your name be in that book? That's the one that matters. Doesn't matter what man thought about you. Doesn't matter, amen, what anybody here upon this earth thinks about you. Is your name written down? That's what matters. And church, the days of playing games with God and religion are over. Amen. He's saying, I'm shaking this world from its very core. Because everything that can be shaken and fall out, it's going to fall out. But everything that remains is the only thing that is eternal. Do you have something eternal in you? Amen. No matter how much money you got. No matter what you drive. Doesn't matter 
where you live. What matters is do you have Jesus here? Is your name written in the book of life? I can tell you, when the enemy comes, the accuser of the brethren, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb first. They said, my name is written in his blood. You understand? He recorded my name. It's got his signature. Are you hearing me? Amen. He wrote my name down. He wrote my name down because I came under the blood. If you didn't do that and you haven't done that, today is your day of salvation. Today is your day to know, to make your calling and election sure. To make sure I know that I know that I know. He knows my name. He's not going to say to me, I never knew you. I never knew you. There are people that are truly deceived. Let it not be named among us. Let us not be deceived, but let us be honest and in, with integrity in our heart. And before the Lord, say, Lord, search me. Seek me out. Amen. Search me. Are you hearing this preacher today? My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Is yours. You have to answer that question. Because one day you're going to stand before him. And church, I assure you, it's not going to matter. I've said this time and time again, but God said repeat it today. It's not going to matter who you think is going to stand beside you. You're not going to be able to go over and get your wife or your husband and say, stand here with me. Let's do this together. No, you're going to stand before God alone. And he's going to say, you, it's your visit. It's your time. It's your appointment. You're not going to stand before your peers. We care too much about what people think. Myself included. We care too much about what people think. Sister Sue and I drove through the coffee bean. We got something to drink. Come through there. Two kids were sitting there. And I pulled through there and God said, give them a flyer to the church. Amen. I drove around. You know, if you wait too long, the devil will talk you out of it. I pulled around there. Sister Sue didn't know what to think. I just pulled. I walked right up to him. I thought, you know, I wasn't planning on getting out of the car. My hair is all just right out of the shower. It just looked like Charlotte's today, just all over the place. And, and I said, I know I look homeless, Okay. But I'm not. And I said, I wanted to invite you to church. You know, they just looked at me. They both told me their names. You know, what God is wanting you to do is show people that he knows that they exist. How will they know if we don't tell them? Oh, my. I'm telling you. I said, Lord. The Lord said, all I wanted you to do was be obedient. See, what, what God's doing is he's causing you to be obedient because there's a lot of people that don't have the boldness that they need to have. There's people in here that are bold as a lion. There's others, you know, they're like, that's just hard for me to do. You know, but God will, through small obediences, take you and give you a greater boldness and a greater boldness and a greater boldness. Before you know it, you'll walk up to people anywhere. Amen. 
You know, there's something about Aunt Maida. She would walk. She knew no stranger. She'd walk right up to you at Olive Garden and say, do you know the Lord Jesus? I got a card here. Amen. You got to come here, my pastor. You got to come. God will really touch you. And Aunt Maida brought more people through those doors than anybody in our 22-year history. There's people that are sitting here today because somebody was you're touched by something Aunt Maida did. Amen. Many. She went on to be with the Lord, but she talked to everybody about God. Everybody. She was in Vons one day, and Dennis Rodman was standing there. She didn't know who he was. I'm serious as a heart attack. She just looked, and she thought, boy, he's a scary-looking character. You know, all them tattoos and that blonde or whatever color hair it was and all them piercings and everything. And, uh, and somebody, she said, Merry Christmas. And he said, Happy Holidays. She said, No, sir, it's a Merry Christmas. It's because of Christ that we celebrate Christmas. And she said, and you need Jesus too. (laughs) Only Aunt Maida. He said, man, I like you. She said, all them people were watching me. She said, I didn't know what to think. I said, Aunt Maida, that was Dennis Rodman. I don't know who he is. I said, you're the only one that don't. God used a 90-something-year-old woman to slap some sense into Dennis Rodman. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Because she knew my name is written. And I don't know if his is or not. It is written. So when the enemy comes in like a flood and he says, brings railing accusation, they overcame him because they said, I'm under the blood. And this is my testimony. I have a testimony because of the blood. You have no testimony without the blood of Jesus. But with the blood, you have a testimony. And you can say, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. It is written. You've got to rest in that confidence. You may not be everything God wants you to be or you want to be. There's not one in here that is. Nobody. Nobody. And if you think you are, just adjust your halo around your horns. Because we've all sinned and fall short of the glory. But God wants to bring us back up to that place. And He wants you to know today. Amen. Listen to me. He wants you to know today. Your name can be written down. And you can have such a confidence in you where no matter what he brings across your path, you say, I'm saved. My name's written. And it is written. It is written. There's power. I remember Sister Skiles telling me about a couple few years ago. And some of you know Monique from the treasures. She's one of the leaders God has just saved her, brought her out of that. She's, she was there. She was, she was working in the clubs. She knows all about it. Now she's working for the Lord. God brought a treasure out of darkness. Amen. Praise God. We're all treasures out of darkness, but some of us were in deeper darkness. It's all darkness, but we were in darkness. But I remember, I believe it was Monique, 
when one of those managers came out with those gifts and he was throwing them at the girls as they were walking back to the bus, throwing them at him, saying, there is no God. There is no God. I mean, he wasn't just telling them, get out, because he didn't want to lose his dancers by getting saved and coming out of that life. But he was angry. That devil in him was angry, saying, there is no God. And you know what's so powerful is nobody saw her from the outside in that tinted window bus, but she stood up and she said, Satan, I bind you. You shut your mouth right now in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is against you. And she said, that man, Angela said, you should have seen him. He was just like, you just went limp. He just turned around and he walked away. There's power. I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every addiction's broken, all anxiety's broken. My name is written in that book. Is yours? Amen. You know, we need to make sure of that today. We've got to make sure. We must know. We must know. Jesus died for you. He died for you. You and I are his peculiar treasure. We're the apple of his eye. The Bible says he stands over us and rejoices over us. That's how much he loves us. Loved us, loves us with an everlasting love. Gave his very life so that we could have life. My dad used to tell a story, and I'm going to share it today. We said it was a little boy. He went down. He bought material. And he carved out a little sailboat. He carved that out, made it just perfect, sanded it down. He put a little stick in there with a little sail on it and strings. I mean, he made it very intricate, painted it red, white, and blue. And he had that beautiful sailboat. He was looking at that thing. And he went down. He said, I'm going to see if this thing can float. He went down to a creek, and he just began to play around with that little boat, his creation. The current began to pick up, and that boat was swept away. And it floated on down. He tried to catch it, but he couldn't. It, it went out of his grasp. He wept over that. He was brokenhearted over that boat being gone. Seeming lost forever. It wasn't very long. He was walking downtown in a little country town where he lived. And in a pawn shop, he saw that boat sitting behind a glass window. And he went in there and he said, Sir, that's my boat. Can I please have my boat back? I lost it in the river or the creek. And please, I came in and, and the man behind the counter said, You know what, son? You can have that boat. But it's going to cost you $5. You have to pay for it because that boat belongs to me. And that little boy said, but it's mine, sir. You don't understand. I carved it. I painted it. I sanded it. I created it, everything. And he said, son, that boat belongs to me. If you want it, you got to buy it for $5. He ran home, tears streaming down his face. 
He went in and he had a big old ceramic piggy bank and he bust that piggy bank and he scooped up all the money that he had, pennies and nickels and quarters and dimes and he took $5 worth of coins down there, everything he had and he put it there on the counter and he said, here's the $5. I want my boat. See, it was lost at one time but I bought it back with everything I had. Jesus had to be broken, not in the sense of his body being broken, but he was wounded. He was crucified. He shed his own blood and gave his own life and purchased it. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Just like that little boy bought that boat back, Jesus bought you back. No more are you held captive by the devil when you come to Christ. But you can say, I've got a peace. My name is written in his book. It is written. Search the record. Search the record. The only thing that will shut the mouth of the lions and shut the mouth of the enemy and the accuser is the one who paid your penalty, and that's Christ. Aren't you thankful today? With your head bowed and your eyes closed, I would like for my sister to come to the piano. Somebody help Sister Lupe up here. Lord's going to do something today. He's going to touch somebody today. Just bow your heads in prayer. Father, today I thank you. I thank you for this wonderful privilege to be here, God, in your house. And I just pray, Lord, as we come to this close of this service, that you, Lord, will meet us here today. That your spirit and your presence, Lord, will draw by your mighty power. Lord, those that don't know for sure if their name is written in the book, I ask you to draw by your Spirit. 